Black Box Radio. We are a media platform illustrating black excellence. You already know. We out here. Hey. Radio. We are in studio with Mr. Torres today, Torres Boxdale, a uh, candidate for city council yes, ma'am. in District 6, right? Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. I okay. appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you. A young candidate, 27 years old. Yes, ma'am. Amazing. And so let's tell the people like who you are before mm-hmm. we kind of get into, you know, your platform, what you want to do in District 6. Who is Torres? Who is Torres? Uh, yes. I'm born, raised, bred in Baltimore. Wow. 27 years old. I come from Northwest Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Forest Park. Uh, I currently reside in Park Heights. Been in Park Heights for the last 10 years. I've been in the district that I'm running for my whole life. So You're very uh, familiar. Very familiar with the district. I know everything that's going on in the district. I don't know everybody, but I know mm-hmm. for the most part a large amount of people in the district. Um, from elementary school, I went to Liberty Elementary School. First of all, I started at Baltimore Junior Academy. That's probably is one of the pro- pro- private schools. It might be the only private school in the district. I'm not sure. Is that right? Yeah, wow. but uh, Baltimore it was a seven day Adventist uh, oh, okay. school. Went there up until the first grade. Um, after the first grade, Liberty Elementary. Went there to the fourth grade. Then I went to Callaway. Uh, then I. Graduated from Callaway with the Garrison. Yeah, Garrison Middle School. Okay. Then after Garrison Middle School, I went to high school in Northwest Baltimore. And um, I traveled. I'm sorry. I went to high school in Northeast Baltimore. I traveled all the way to Northeast Baltimore just to go to high school because Reginald F. Lewis had a law pathway. Mm -hmm. And since the third grade, I was inspired to study law. Amazing. What drew you to that? I was drew to law by Thurgood Marshall. Okay. So in third grade, we had a um, Black History Month this month. Okay. We had to choose a character to, I guess, dress up as and to research. I chose Thurgood Marshall, mm. did my research on Thurgood Marshall, and I came to school, you know, with my, the, uh, the judge, the robe the on robe. and everything. I felt like a judge. Beautiful. So <laughs> since third grade, I was inspired to always study Thurgood Marshall to, to, to you know, pursue law. Mm-hmm. So... I left my neighborhood in Northwest Baltimore to travel almost two hours by bus. Wow. You know, to go to high school in Northeast Baltimore just to study law. And that law pathway I went to at Reginald F. Lewis was a very great law um, pathway. Wow. And it just kept me on track all the way to college. So after I graduated high school, I attended Wesley College. Mm -hmm. I attended Wesley um, because they I got recruited there for football. Mm. So, oh, so you played football too? Yeah, I played football and lacrosse you, where, in high school. Where our positions did you play? In I football? played in football. I played D line, offensive line. D line. Um, I was a snapper, so I played special teams. So I got I got, I got rec- um, recruited to Wesley for um, center. My my position I played. Okay. But um, once I got to college, I played. I went to a few practices, and I don't know if it was just the Lord, how the Lord, you know, took my life, but <laughs> the Lord it. said, focus on school. Wow. Okay. So I stopped playing football and I just decided to, you know, focus on my classes in college and it, it paid off. You know, mm. I, I graduated with honors. Um, 2015, I graduated with honors. I graduated. Uh, I was awarded student of the year for my major legal studies. Amazing. Um, I got internships. I was interning. Then I was eventually hired at the federal public defender's office for the District of Delaware, working inside of the death penalty unit. Amazing. So we was working on death penalty cases. It was it was some amazing stuff. I believe it. So Those you know, stories are amazing. Yeah. So from from college, I was recruited. I, I mean, I was able to get an internship, and I could say I was probably the only person from my major that was able to get an internship. My mm. my professor chose me, and that was a great just a great experience. So once I graduated from college, I did a year of law school at Watner University, Delaware Law School, and um. I just noticed that maybe I don't want to, you know, take this law pathway because I always thought, you know, studying law, that's the a good way to be successful. Mm. And I noticed, you know, I don't necessarily have to become an, uh, an attorney to become become successful. I, I started seeing success differently. 
Mm. You know, I see success, you know, it could be within yourself and how you, you know, go about life. Absolutely. And I, I define success as how many people you can help or, you know, the amount of people that you're willing to help. Mm. So if I can just help one person, that's success to me. Absolutely. So, so when you, um, I know from, so I'm a parent and I know that a lot of times when you growing up all through your life, you're like, I'm going to be a lawyer and people start kind of putting that on you too. Yeah. It becomes right. a part of your identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you went to law school and you made that decision that this wasn't your path, how did how did your family or how did the people close yeah. to you kind of read that? Right. You mentioned that you're a parent. I'm a parent as well. I forgot to, I didn't forget it, but I don't know why I didn't mention that yet. But yeah, I'm a parent. I have twins, Tori and Torin. Wow. So my twins, they were born my, I was going into my senior year. So June, July, 2014, they were born. I was going into my senior year of college. Beautiful. So that was also a, you know, a kind of a burden because I was in law school in mm-hmm. Delaware and I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dedicated father. Yes. I was traveling from Delaware back to Maryland, back and forth. So it was, it got, it got really tough. Life and, called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but the as far as like a beautiful thing that, you know, that changes our path. Sometimes. Yeah. So as far as my family, how they, how they took things when I decided not to, uh, attend law school any longer. Um, I don't think people, people expected me to continue with that, but you know, um, I, it was still at the end of the day, my decision. So, right, right. you know, they left it up to me and, and that's good. I think just people that really know me personally knew I would still be fine. I would still be okay whether I became a lawyer or not. Right. And, you know, it, 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 I still, I've, I've, I've been fine. They need you to be who they want you to be in right. order to accept you. So. Right. I was just interested in the way that kind of came down for you. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, yeah, people still people to this day they ask me. You know, people think I'm a lawyer. People right. still think I'm a lawyer. You know, because I'm still in that legal aspect. Yeah, I am a paralegal, but paralegal, I'm yeah. not a lawyer. I mean, I still know a lot of things about the law. People still to. ask me questions about the law as yeah. if I'm a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, but as a paralegal, I'm still not really able to give legal advice because I'm sure. not an attorney. But sure. I know some things. But people still expect that from me. Sure, right. sure, yeah. sure. But you're you're doing a lot of things in the community. You're a business owner. Yeah. So, and um, I've been real privy to your trash initiative. Yeah. You know, removing trash in, in District Six, so that's a big issue. Yeah, in your um, community. So, um, we've been cleaning up trash throughout Baltimore City. Oh wow! You know, um, if we could recall back, uh, President Trump, he went off on uh, the late uh, Elijah Cummings. Sure, you sure, know, with sure. the trash and mm-hmm. rats and things in our communities. Mm-hmm. So, my organization was one of the leading organizations that you know and really stepped that? up our efforts. The Baltimore Beautification Project. Baltimore so Beautification Project. with the Baltimore Beautification Project, what we do, we hire, you know, underprivileged individuals, whether it's squeegee boys, homelessness, mm-hmm. uh, drug addiction, anyone that's just trying to make some money. We hire any, and you know, most of them, they don't have jobs. We hire them and they come out in the community and, you mm-hmm. know, clean up. We pay them directly out of our pockets. We mm-hmm. have not received funding from the city yet. Um, It's 2020, a new year. Um, Hopefully, they uh, they partner with they, you guys. They partner with hope, hopefully, and you yes. know, give us some money. You this know. is a viable program, city. Listen, a very viable program. It's a viable program. You say you want the squeegee boys to have a different direction. Partner with a young man who understand these young men, and let's get a program that can funnel them into yeah. some work, yeah. right? Yeah. And they say the city's dirty. Yeah. So let's do something. So you know. know. We've, we've, those illegally dumped items, we've been everywhere. Like, not just really? in my district, the whole city. Because mm. I got but, a place right now, I need you, bro. I need you. Yeah. And, you know, we can come <laughs> Real out. Talk. Real so, talk. Um, in my in my district, we've been doing, you know, large cleanups. And I, sometimes if I'm by myself and I see like bulk items on the side of the road, I just pick it up myself and throw it on the back of my truck. I've been doing that. Mm. And, you know, I just take it to a dumpster. You know, sometimes I take it, um, we have a, a transfer station right down the street. That's what's frustrating because we have a transfer station in the neighborhood, and but still people dump. still dump. Yeah, yeah and yeah. a lot of it is because people they don't want to pay to to dump the items. Sure, sure. So sure. Um, that's that's what that's another thing you know I'm, I want to bring to the table is changing our culture, the way we think. Yes. You know, the miseducation of illegal dumping and trash in the community. Exactly. So you know, you pay more. Mm-hmm. For that dumping than yep. to pay to, to let someone dispose of it. Yeah. Because you it sits there, it uh, accumulates, it hurts the neighborhood, it breaks down toxins. Yeah. 
that is worse for us yeah. than to pay ten or fifteen dollars to get rid of it. Yeah, we got to change how we think. Yeah, you know, if we want change and we want other people to invest in us, right? You got to invest in your own neighborhood, in your own self. If something in your house you want to put out, don't just throw it out yeah. on the street. Yeah, or call me. You know, I can holler away. I have a business. You, you know, but a lot of people they they don't want to pay. You know, to have people hold it hold it away, and that's exactly. why. What's the when, business name? So Barksdale Beautification Services so, LLC. Okay, so and you we, said they can call you. How do they get in touch with Barksdale? Uh, they can call me four four three four seven three nine nine eight four. We do full service moving, um, state to state, where we go, we're not wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do hauling all sorts of trash mm-hmm. um we do landscaping uh cutting grass i've also been training you know the squeegee boys we do uh snow removal as well we haven't had snow this year yeah i've been waiting on i have a big snow plow you know ready to go to work but we haven't had no snow this year so it's unfortunate but we, we keep it pushing yeah you gotta keep pushing but yeah, you know we, we gotta love this weather bro yeah keep your snow keep your snow in the yeah. case yeah. keep your plow in yeah because i understand you want to you want to <laughs> blow some snow but yeah. really, really i don't want no snow yeah i don't like snow right <laughs> I, i'm fine with this weather is amazing yeah so let's get back to now your platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're running for city council. Yes, ma'am. Now tell the people, how did that come about? Because you're doing the business, you got your twins, you know, you got your life. It's busy. Mm-hmm. So now you want to add more to the, you want to do more service. Right. So what made you do that? Um, just being in the community, doing different, a lot of work in the community, you know, just doing, you know, cleaning up. In neighborhoods that's not even my neighborhood, sure. in different districts that's not even my district. So as I'm cleaning up, I'm just thinking, you know, where's the councilman? Where's the person that represents this district at? Yes. And you know, a lot of people, we started pulling more strings than you know elected officials can pull. Mm-hmm. So one phone call, we could have DPW out there with a roll off dumpster. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people they don't have them type of opportunities. So, you know, that just showed me, you know, we got to change some things up because our elected officials, we're, I, I feel like we can be represented in a better way. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I'm more than capable of representing, you know, not only my district, but the whole throughout the whole city because mm-hmm. I've been doing that. Yeah. And I was telling myself we have too many issues to allow, you know the incumbent to go uncontested. We have too many issues for That's that true. to happen. That's true. So you I want said, change, bro? You yeah. got to be the change. I've, I, I, would, I just waited it out and see what would happen. And okay. I actually, I guess after doing a lot of work within the community, the councilwoman, she hit me up. She she called me and I met with her. Who is she? Sharon, Sharon Gray-Middleton. Um, and she's a 13-year incumbent, She's right? been there for 13 years. I, I remember when she first was seeking to get elected, knocking at my door. I was home. I probably was the one to answer the door. I remember. Wow. So that's how I've been in my district. I remember when every year I've been voting for her because I had no one else to vote for. Sure. You know, so this year I think I bring something different to the table. And also, you know, let me get back to what I was saying. I met with her in December. I, I wasn't too wasn't too like persuaded that things would change or too persuaded that, you know, we would progress as a community, as a city. Okay. So you felt like she didn't give you nothing. I didn't get nothing new. So so that made you say, listen, I got to run. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't hear the urgency to, to invest in our young people. Yeah. You know, and we've been going doing this, the same stuff over and over and it wasn't no, I didn't get the message that we would do things differently. So did that, you, you did you also talk about the um like you said it's a community center mm-hmm. in the in the district? So I didn't talk about that with her because I didn't know about it. Wow. I, okay. I learned about it just walking around um and talking to different neighbors and just people that were interested in the building. Okay. So I didn't I So it's a building? Yeah, it's it's actually yeah, it's yeah. It's a building that's mm-hmm. a community center in District Six. What yeah. exactly is it? It's in Cold Spring. It's, it's, it's the Cold called? Spring, it's like a Cold Spring, it's a separate community, Cold Spring. Newtown community. Okay. It's and a separate community and they have a you said wonderful it had a science lab in it. It has a two million dollar science lab and it's wow. built this it, I don't know. I don't it's not a recreation center. It's a, it's a community center. It has a two million dollar uh science lab in there and this building has been vacant for the past two years. Wow. You know? And that's, when that's, we that's look around the city and see all the vacant houses, oh, and then we want to blame the residents, but the city, they're not doing their part to maintain their own buildings. Exactly. You know, exactly. 
we could have so many different type of resources going in and out of this building. And I mean, it's in the Cold Spring Newtown community. It has a nice pool in the back. It's a very beautiful building, and I think it should be utilized. So it's an inner. So it's a city-owned building. Yes, ma'am. And they're not maintaining. It's closed. Yeah, it's closed years. for two years. And this is this the same district of Miss Sharon Green Milton? Yeah, the the community center is in her neighborhood. Um, it's in her district. It's, like, that's, it's not only in her district, it's in her neighborhood. And it's really? been vacant for two years, a community, a, a beautiful community center. How could you have a science lab like that? Yeah. I'm a scientist, so that bothers me. How could you have a science lab? You said $2 million, so that's quite an investment. So they have some technology in there. Yeah. And it's just sitting. It's been sitting. And, and the kids can't, the children can't access it, the adults, yeah. you know, the elderly in that program that could... Definitely use that to, you know, actually get techno, get introduced to technology to children. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I've, I've met with someone. Um, I'm not going to say her name. You know, I don't want to. She got she has great plans for the community center. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's actually meeting with the city this week to possibly get the Excellent. building in her hands because um, she showed me her results. She's had, uh, you know, camps through there. Um she teaches the children athletics. Uh, so she has a structured exercise. program. She has a structured program. Got it. And she got has it. a plan for the building. So hopefully, you know, the city allows her to take over the building. Yep. And if they don't, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have to raise some sand about that. You know, because <laughs> a community center it shouldn't be sitting. A community center with a two million dollar science lab in there it shouldn't be that's just amazing. rotting in the way. Believe that. You know. Wow, that's that's a really waste of resources. Yeah. So that's something that should be addressed. Uh, ASAP. ASAP. Yeah. Put you on that. Put you on that. So your platform is you want to clean the community up because your well, trash initiatives. First and foremost, I think it starts with education. Got it. So that's that's the number one thing with my platform is education. We have to keep our children in school. In Baltimore City, we have over a hundred thousand individuals with that has not that's over age 25 that has not graduated from high school. Yeah. So what a lot of individuals don't understand is once it's you drop number. out of high school, it's even harder to obtain your GED than getting a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. So first of all, we have to keep our young people in school. Yeah. And the ones that are not in school, we have to get them in some type of program to get them, you know, a GED or some type of skill or trade because living in Baltimore City without a high school diploma and if you have a a, a criminal record, you know, hmm. you're going to probably be homeless. Soon. It's hard for you. It's going to be very hard for you. Yeah. We have to update our curriculum. Okay. We have to add, you know, these vocational programs back into more of our schools. Okay. We look at Baltimore City, the police, uh, the police department, and we see so many vacant jobs. Why don't we have apprenticeships in our high schools? You know, mm-hmm. trying to, and then we talk about police officers not coming from our community. That's true. That's an easy career that you can offer to a high school student that doesn't know what they're going to do once they graduate from yeah, high school. You can have like a cadet program. Cadet program, some type of apprenticeship for, you know, for high school students. So let me ask a question. So when you, because for us who doesn't know very much about politics, when it comes to city council, it's because that's what you're running for, right? Am I correct? Yes, ma'am. So you're running for city council. So when it comes to city council, how does that implement like education because education comes to us. It's a state right. issue. So how does city council like affect those type of initiatives when right. it comes to education now, and, and that type of I thing? I can be completely honest. I don't know everything. I'm not in a city council. I will learn it, though. Okay. But I'm, the education I like is, that. yeah, honesty. education is, you know, a state run by the state. Mm-hmm. It's a but state entity. Even, but, you, but you have a city school system. You do. Yeah. And, but that's, the, that's right. to me, is the, the biggest issue mm-hmm. is that the state funnels and controls the system, right. but the school is functioning in a city entity. Well, so, and that's, and so I don't understand how the city council implements and works with the educational system well, because it's, it's state mandated. If it, if, even if it is, you know, difficulties, you know, with the city council, I think even in that position, you could advocate with your voice. You You're know, right. you have a platform. You're just, right. just, just talking about it, you You're know, right. You're right. just trying to influence, you know, the next legislator or true, true. To, to change that. Because right. yeah. if you're in a city council, you see the, the, right. the problems. You're right. right. So you can use it as a platform to kind of make others who don't actually see the implementation of that system right. and tell them the actual problems mm-hmm. or what needs to be implemented to make it better. Right. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The idea of 
advocating and being a voice because even if you aren't the policy maker in your right. position, um, there's being at a level of the conversation that gives you access to other people right. yes. is uh, is a very positive thing. And if that's something that's important to you and you can communicate that from from a different level in the system, mm-hmm. right, that's really a valuable thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. at 27, your, you know, your path into politics is, is kind of early. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about that? Because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you don't really know what's going on yet. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about your youth and being able to apply that to such a position? Because yeah. we need some new voices. And I, can we can we come back to that? I didn't I didn't finish the platform. Oh, come on. I don't finish the platform. Taurus. Yes, let's ma'am. do you, bro. I love that. So, you know, <laughs> I love that. You know, let's go. You said the education. Let's do so, it. So education and mm-hmm. also part of the platform okay. is, you know, the cleaner communities. Yep. You know, just in my district, we will do a monthly cleanup and I will be out there. Mm. That's another thing I see. I don't see, you know, elected officials on foot you know, putting in the work. Yeah. So that wouldn't change with me. I would still be out there cleaning my community as I'm doing right now. So sure. clean the communities. Also, I want to implement, you know, something as far as, um, I, maybe you all probably know about this, but the Afro clean block, my mom, um, my family is old school. So they, they're telling me, yeah, we need to have these type of things. I'm hearing about it. Yeah. I think it's a little before my time too. But, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Taurus. We have, we have y'all a, better back we up. We have a guest here. She's we, like, we, she, she yeah, looks familiar with it. She looks familiar with that. <laughs> with so, Mary, yeah. I'm gonna need you to back up. <laughs> that's a little so, Taurus. I'm with you. Yeah, my parents. My, my, <laughs> so that's another thing about me. I, I come from it. the old school. You know, my <laughs> mom too. was born in 1950. My mom is 69 years old. Okay. My dad was born in 1942. If my dad was alive, he would be 77. Well, you know what? That might have been him. You know, might have been here. So I, yeah, my, my parents my parents are old school. Real so, talk, so but you know what you got to watch that old school talk. You in here with some we, we well, kind of developed in here. Yeah, senior. So, <laughs> you need to change that old school to like uh, maybe mature. Okay, yeah, or, or, or senior. Did you say senior? senior. That, no, you went worse. No, my bro. mom, my mom, my parents are senior citizens. But bro, you got you might have some of them in here. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all the time, yeah. you gotta hold that down yeah. with the seniors. <laughs> he went from uh, what did he start with? Old school. <laughs> old, old school. That's... He said old school, and then yeah. he went to senior. No, yeah. he started, to... Then he started putting digits out there. <laughs> yeah, nineteen forty-two. Because when somebody look at me as so as young as I am, they <laughs> when I tell them my parents' age, that's that grandparents' age. True, true. Because you, your parents haven't had yeah. you. Um, right, right. I get it. I get so, what you're saying. Yeah, your your um. Would you say you say your mom was born what year? Nineteen fifty. My mom is sixty-nine years old. Right. Your mom is older than my mom. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Really. So, yeah. Well, I can't say that, so maybe I was here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I wasn't in Baltimore, but I heard about this Afro Clean Block. Yeah, the and Afro Clean Block. So I think we need to have more initiatives to motivate the cl- the community to clean up. Right. You know, and even just initiative just to show love. You know, yes, part, make like the different community blocks. I don't even know the last time I saw a block party, you know, in my community. You're so right. You know, you know, just giving, just showing love to the community. Yes. And I think if you show love, they'll show love back. I agree. I agree. You know, I so. Agree. I want to have a personal relationship with my community. Um, I talk to children all the time in, in, in the community and they don't understand the governmental aspect of things. Sure. You ask them who their council person is, no, the I'm kids cool. and even some adults, even my age, they don't know who the council person is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, 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 I think, you know, the disconnection that it should be connected because it, that's very important. Yep. Um, we are not that privy. You know, when you're trying to survive, bro, out here mm-hmm. and you know it ain't easy being brown in these Americas so it is hard sometimes for people to look past their yeah. own issues their yeah. own lives they're trying to eat mm-hmm. you know they're trying to just survive out here and to think about okay well who is Sharon Green Militant you know that they're not yeah. really that's not in their purview yeah. and so that is why she needs to be in their purview mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think a lot of times when you serve people you got to really serve people. Yeah. You know, um, and it is a position and you do have to be in Annapolis or whatever. No, it's Annapolis, a city council. You so, do have to do city council work, but definitely you have to touch the people. And the last thing, well, as far as my platform is, you I know, this platform. providing jobs and opportunity. And another yes. thing about my platform is that everything I'm speaking on, I'm doing it right now. Excellent. So as far as like jobs and opportunities. Mm-hmm. So 
in Baltimore City, you know, we have uh, infrastructure. We under consent decree to fix our infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It's a three billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, probably eighty five to ninety percent of our contracts are going to out of state contractors. Mm-hmm. That needs to change because those out of state contractors are not hiring locally. Yes. So. Um, what I want to bring to the table is getting our people in our community, you know, um, trained. That's why I think we need those vocational programs back in our schools because mm-hmm. the jobs are here. Getting our, our our young people trained in construction, different mm-hmm. different uh, plumbing, you know, just different skills. Even if we get vocational centers in the community yeah. right. to train the young exactly. men, because we have a disconnect exactly. from between, say, about nineteen. Yep to about 25 where they're not in school yep. that those young people need those young men and women need maybe a vocational center yep. not you know that the school might have some but definitely we need some in the communities mm-hmm. whereas these young people who between that age yep. can access training yep. because that I think we forget about them mm-hmm. and I think they're, and they're the next 30 year olds who don't yeah. have jobs who are doing mm-hmm. foolishness because yeah. they didn't have a chance in between that age so what I have created was a job and resource platform. Job and resource. So I noticed the void of information. Mm-hmm. We have so many resources here, but the community does not know about it. So what I created was an, a platform called Baltimore Jobs is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I chose Instagram because Instagram is the largest platform for our young people. That's the platform that all the young people use. Yep. So on Instagram, Baltimore Jobs is the only platform that post jobs, post uh, job um, job opportunities, post resources, GED programs, uh, really? training programs, anything. I post that on that platform. And in five months, I'm up to almost 18,000 followers Amazing on that platform. That's amazing. So hundreds of people are telling me, wow, thank you so much. I've gotten a job through your platform. Thank Great. you so much. I got into this GED program. One young lady even said, you saved my life because I seen this resource on your platform. Excellent. So, you know, it's working. And my, I'm also working with the mayor's office of employment development. Um, we just did a uh, construction jobs and trades uh, fair. Mm-hmm. I helped recruit for that. And Excellent. that uh, it, over 300 people came out to that event. Mm-hmm. So um, somebody just and every every time somebody tells me that they benefited off the program, mm-hmm. off the website, off the platform, sure. I post it on there just to motivate other people to take yes, action exactly. and do things. So a young lady said, my boyfriend, he attended the, the construction fair and he he just got an apprenticeship at BCCC for, for construction. I said, excellent. wow, that's amazing. Excellent. You know, and, excellent. That's what we got to do. That so, is excellent. That I mean, that is yeah, that is that has so much forethought that you thought about creating something that would I saw the post void. just job. Yeah, you, it posts jobs, man. jobs yeah. opportunities, any resource for the community. I post wow. uh, food pantries when they have food pantries in the community. So wow. anything within the community, I post it on there. And okay. my platform has surpassed the Baltimore City's uh, Mayor's Office of Employment Development, their platform where they post jobs and everything. My platform has surpassed that in the following aspect. Wow. So, you know, they're That's looking excellent. to me, you know, to post different jobs, mm-hmm. different uh, information to get out to the community. How do you source it? Like you... You go out and find the jobs or... You get well, I find it on the internet. internet. Um, even if, you know, I go to a Starbucks, I see now hiring, I take a picture of it, mm-hmm. post it on there. So you're just really crafty and that's amazing. Yeah. So just, just getting the, com- the the information out there to the community and mm. information is power. A lot of people, exactly they don't know that. about these resources, but I know a lot of people have cell phones and I know a lot of these young people are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So if they choose to follow this page, they will get this information. Can you say the name of the page again for yeah. our live listeners right now? At Please. Baltimore more jobs at, at Baltimore, Baltimore jobs. jobs. That's yep. a really good handle. Sign Baltimore with jobs with an S. Baltimore jobs. Yes, yeah, with an S. Excellent. That's a it's great right. handle. Great. Yeah. That's Baltimore a good jobs. One. Yeah. And it's the only platform on Instagram. You will know. You will know it when you see it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I got to friend you up. We got to be so grand that's why buddies. When I, when I see when I talk about my platform. I'm not only just, you know, a lot of these politicians, they talk about what they're going to do. They sell dreams. What I'm actually talking about is I'm doing I'm doing it right now. That's why I part of one of my uh, slogans for my campaign is let's talk more action. Mm -hmm. They they, they, they talk a lot. They get they sell us dreams. But, you know, there's no action behind it. So any everything I'm talking about right now, I'm doing it. So when I 
am city council, you can hold me to it and say, well, you stop doing this. No, everything I'm gonna I'm gonna continue doing what I'm doing right now. Excellent. Excellent. I mean, I'm I'm really liking that at Baltimore Jobs. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta be that's friends it. on the gram, bro. I'm almost at twenty thousand followers in five months. That's and you what's know up. That's that yeah. is what's up. So that is what you do. You you saw him void and you created something and it's got fire. Yeah, I also, yeah, so I'm a recruiter for various uh, GED programs, living classrooms. I recruit for them. Excellent. Um, They just say, oh, yeah, we have an opening. Can you fill this class up? I post it on there, and right like that, I can get 200 people ready for a class. Excellent. Now, that Uh, is how we change the game. Yeah. Yes, because getting people's jobs, and everyone needs jobs. Mm -hmm. I don't care what color you are. Yeah. You know, if you have, and a lot of people, it's the lack of access and the lack of and lack of knowledge. Yep. So you're providing that. That's going to blow up. Yeah. It's blowing yeah. up. <laughs> and wait till it becomes like a governmental, you Real know, talk. agency. It's blowing you know. up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You hit that 10K, you got that swipe up yeah. capability. You can swipe up now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what's up, bro. I'm <laughs> yeah. loving that. Yeah. I'm loving that. That's why it's so hard to talk to you. I'm like, Taurus, yeah, I'm trying to get a, you in the mic, Taurus. Yeah, it's a lot going He's on, like, man. man. I'm, hey, look. Like, you only got 400 followers, uh, Charlotte. Get off nah, me. I, I, <laughs> I'm big time. You mm-hmm. a big time. But he is. I'm like, this guy, I'm trying to get this guy on my... I am blessed to hear this because... Yes, it, you know, because a lot of times I post, people tag me a lot of things for, and we post it, but definitely I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, you can send me any any resource, anything. Well, I'm going to send it to I, you. I will gladly post it on there and then I don't I even charge. I will send straight to you. A lot of these platforms, sometimes they charge people to post things. Yeah, I don't it's charge. a business model. Yeah, I don't, I don't use it as a business model because I'm using my platform to help my community. Love so I don't, I don't, I'm not charging because if I charge, somebody might not send me a resource that True. someone else can use. Absolutely. So no, I don't charge when for none of this. You attach money to things. It just yeah. it, it dilutes. And that's it. another issue. Like a lot of people, they attach money to everything, and that's why things are so bad. Everybody want to get a dollar out of something. Real so talk. me, everything, even the, the work that I do within the community, we, we come out our pockets and pay our volunteers. So you can't say, "Oh, he's just doing this to get a seat." Because first of all, I've been doing cleaning up the community, mm-hmm. and I've been coming out my pocket. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a cleanup can be close to a thousand dollars. Really? So my business partner and I, we go half on the bill. So that's 500 bucks. We go half on for probably just about every cleanup. Amazing. Who's your business partner? His name is VJ. VJ. So yeah. it's, it's the two of you guys and you run this, you run the Baltimore beautification project. Yes, right? ma'am. Okay. So you, you you are a busy man. Your yes, father. ma'am. Right, that's why he's like, look, 10, 10, I'm here at 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's respect my time. Yeah, he I was, was like, I was real talk. I was, we, the slide is 10.30, he's here at 10. I love yes, it. Man. He was like, I don't, I don't play. Yes, man. Because you're doing a lot, and I get it, I get it. I like, you know what? Creatives. The thing. Um, oh, had, boy. Yeah, we about to come. Mm-hmm. We had a, <laughs> Naeem came in here and gave me this word, and now I'm, I love it. I, creatives, people who create things. Mm-hmm. Um, they cre- they continue to create, and they and they continue to see things because I think you just see the world differently. Mm-hmm. You see the opportunities that people don't see, and it, it's not that something wrong with them. It's just that's your vision. Yes, man. And so that's what I see in you. you. You're this creative. You keep creating. So when I came to talk to you, you're like, wait a minute. I'm busy creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm time for no foolishness. Because <laughs> I was like, listen, I got to bully him. Remember I saw you at the um, mayor yeah. thing? I was like, mm-hmm. Taurus. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm going to need you to call me, bro. Because <laughs> I was on him, box up. I remember. <laughs> so, I, and But I did not know you were doing all of this. Yeah. So I know there was a reason. I could feel your energy. Yes, ma'am. I could feel it. I could feel it. It, it wasn't intentional, <laughs> you know. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, I know it wasn't intentional. And you, what you doing over there? I'm trying to go live on this I love laptop. It. Yeah. Okay, going live. That phone dead, huh? Yeah, the phone dead. <laughs> and I, I, I should have been thought about this. Like, you have the surface. You, you can go live right here. Yeah, you can. You can. All right, so any more on your platform? Because I know every time that's, I try to get from that yeah, platform, you like, let's bring yeah, that back. Yeah, that's, that's part of the platform, just the education. The education, uh, cleanup. Cleaner, cleaner communities and jobs and opportunity. Mm, that's a great platform. Yes, ma'am. And then, like I said, everything I'm I'm talking about, I'm doing it right now. We're talking about Baltimore City politics, entrepreneurship, and February is our segment for uh, young 
gifted and black. Okay. And so um, all of our segments, all eight segments will be young people mm-hmm. who are doing exceptional things in their community. And of course, Mr. Boxer, that's you. Yes, ma'am. So that's why you're here and you will be one of those segments because um, you're like a politician, mm-hmm. more or less. But yes, you're ma'am. more than a politician, yeah. way more than a politician. But um, that is something that I think that the world should see. Yes, ma'am. Baltimore City should see young people who are cleaning up the community, have viable initiatives for for the community to grow, and also is looking to invest in the community by by giving information for jobs, opportunities, uh-huh. access. We always talk about we want the children to do, 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 but no one comes with something for them to, right. to do it. Yep. So if you want them to do something, then you got to provide something. Uh-huh. So, you know, we need that. And most young people understand that. Yes, ma'am. As older ones, we just grumble. <laughs> the kids don't want to work. Or they, yeah. didn't, they don't listen. Yep. Or they this and they that. But, you know, they are children. Yep. So you taught them. So there's a level of accountability. What you think, Mr. Torres? I think we need, that's that's part of the issue. We don't have enough accountability. Um, Everybody want to blame, you know, somebody for something when, Really, this issue in Baltimore, it boils down to all of us. We failed in some type of way. Everybody failed in some type of way. Absolutely. You know, so that's what we need to bring to the table, more accountability Mm -hmm. across the board. We need accountability across the board from our elected officials, from the community, from the police, Mm -hmm. you know, accountability across from the state's attorney's office, everybody. You definitely need some transparency in in this thing. Mm -hmm. We have, in 2019, over 400 murders. Right. We have a... I thought it, it was over 400 no, it, was three, it was the highest per capita though in Baltimore history okay well so it's, it's still if it's was, over 200 yeah. it's, if it's over 100 it's terrible yeah, it still was the highest we had the highest yeah. and we have a city in crisis yeah. regardless of the number mm-hmm. and yes I might have inflated it but I thought it was over 400 yeah but um, we, it's, it's still very bad. high it's, it's too high exactly and we need we're in a crisis yeah we need um, amazing leadership we need structured leadership. We need leadership that gets on the ground mm-hmm. and can smell the problems. Yep. We need real leadership. Yes, ma'am. And the leadership at the top is the mayor. And then you have all of these other branches. And yet the city council, it's a very important yeah. body in the city. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what you're vying to be a part of. Yes, ma'am. So are you in, is it your thought that the city council needs to be refreshed? I believe the whole with Baltimore, everyone like all new people I believe the whole Baltimore governmental structure needs to be refreshed wow um, I do believe there are some good city council counselors out there mm-hmm. but um, for the most part I think we need definite new change sure, sure within our city government you know from the top down from the top down even through throughout the agencies the different bureau heads they have to go you know because what we've been doing right now has been a complete failure and we've been failing for years consistently and Baltimore is a beautiful city but it's been it's it's been ranked one of the worst managed cities yeah it's been mismanaged yes. mismanaged definitely so like if we had a credit score we probably would be below a 400 with a, in a credit score type three, of situation yeah 337 I saw yeah. that number three four times last night 337 yeah. that would be Baltimore yeah Three three seven. What is that? I just kept that number came across my phone three four times in a row last night. Three three seven. You gonna play it? I played it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> a sister stop for that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Real talk. But anyway, so Baltimore would have a horrible credit rating because what's the mismanagement in the city is real. Yes, ma'am. And when you see this type of um, reaction from the streets. This type of chaos, this type of violence, it's crying out for help. Yeah, and it's, it's like a child hurting, right? And like the Squeegee Boys. Yes, let's they, get into them. They are the people that they are the great, the group of population that we see crying out for help. Yep, we don't see the other group of population that aren't Squeegee Boys that need the same type of help. Sure, they, those are just the ones that we see, and yes. with the ones that we see, we're failing them. Yes. Nothing has been done. To, you know, help, you know, the squeegee boys, help them develop. Nothing has been done. And mm-hmm. those are the ones that we see. The first thing they think about is to lock them up. Lock them up. Right. It is it is so unfortunate. And for us to have a power structure that's black mm-hmm. and not that black people have to do everything for black people. But I think that if you've been a black boy. Yeah. And you're in the po- and you have the power to make a change for a black boy. Right. You would at least 
look at it from a holistic manner and say, listen, these are young black boys mm -hmm. and they're trying to do something better in their lives. Yeah. So what can we do to partner with them or how can we sit down with them? Right. When we meet, we don't include them. Right. When we sit down and write initiatives to we don't include them. And when we get into the back room, we make the initiative about locking them up. Right. What is going on with us? Yeah. This, the leadership has to change its approach. Mm -hmm. We have to feel, we have to have some type of feeling for another human being, especially young people. If someone is in a corner, it's cold outside. They're yep. trying to wash a window. Mm -hmm. You think they're like that? Right. They're trying to survive. I don't know what they're going to do, but they haven't done anything. So, in the mayor, he's involved, and mm -hmm. in the, the presidency, all of them are involved. So, can the I think if the city council say was to flip right, and we had all this new these new people there, isn't it a body that has to work together? I mean, I'm not really sure yeah. what the city council's function is right. in, in a lot of ways. Don't they have to have some type of um, relationship too? Yeah. So when, when it comes to what they do. Well, currently, so the mayor's office, he has a program, the mayor's um, squeegee alternative plan. Okay. Um, I've been in those meetings. Okay. Uh, I pitched my, I, I pitched what I'm doing as far as like cleaning the communities and also hiring them. I've tried to get support from the mayor's office. Um, we so far have not gotten any support. And even with that program, it's supposed to be the squeegee alternative where they reaching out, I guess, to squeegee boys, people that squeegee mm -hmm. to try to get them off the streets. I don't think it's working. Um, in my opinion, I believe we need a whole, like some type of a whole program just dedicated for squeegee boys. When you get wraparound services, they need counseling. They need therapy. They need uh, some yeah. type of housing. You're right. Um, they need developmental skills they need yes. to learn how to get developed they need job training mm -hmm. a lot of these young men they have dropped out of high school sure they aren't educated um they're that dynamic i said yeah like between yep. 19 or 18 mm -hmm. and 25 that's not really in school yeah didn't finish school and just languishing they also have you know cr criminal some, some of them have you know criminal records yep. so you know it's just a whole approach that we need to take to tackle this and right now, it's just not happening. It seems like when it comes down to our black and brown children, it's not priority. It isn't. And it isn't. like I said, the squeegee boys, they're just a small amount of children that we own, that we see. Sure. Not the ones that we don't see. Absolutely. So if we're failing the ones that we do see, imagine how we're failing the ones that we don't see. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> but you know what it is more than anything, Brother Taurus? The squeegee boys were on the corners. Right. In their own neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Nobody had a problem with them. But when they ventured out to other people's neighborhoods where they could be seen in their yeah. downtown yep. and they're in the middle of the municipality, mm -hmm. then it bothers the other them people. Yep. And that's what it all boils down to. It. Yeah. The, the, the process, these young men been hanging and out before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they came, They just looked at an opportunity and said, listen, we're going to try to hustle. And they started selling water. Yeah. Hey, what do you want? They you don't give them a job. You, they don't have a lot of access. And really, you don't have to give them anything, but you don't allow them to find a job because there are not many jobs available for them. Mm -hmm. And then when they make a space for themselves, you demonize that too. Mm -hmm. So what do you want from them? And then once they make the space, you want to lock them up. I just, I don't get the approach, mm -hmm. but I know it's because they don't value yeah. the, the, the children. Because children that you value... You approach them in another manner and you approach them with solutions, yeah. which you're approaching them with as a product that we can put you in another place. Mm -hmm. So they just want to push them out or push them back into the neighborhood. Right. Because that's I what think they want to do. That's what they want to do. They don't want to see them. Yeah. Because when you see them, you're guilty. Mm -hmm. You know that you've been part of you've been part of this process. Yep. So um, the squeegee boys need. Um, I don't know. I don't know what type of legislation would change that. Um, but I think the mayor has, this is a mayor heavy city Yeah, and he can do anything. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. He, well, not anything. Well, he is, it is a, you're right in saying it is a mayor heavy city. Yeah. When it comes to yeah. um, getting things done. Baltimore if, is still the, if, the mayor, mayor strong. It's like it's a mayor strong. Like yeah. St. Louis is like yeah. that. So. It's only a few, 
a select cities like that. Like that. In this type of system. And so it falls in the lap of you, Jack. Yeah. Box up. Right. And I, I'm, I'm real talking. It's not calling him out. Mm-hmm. It's hate it is him- kind of calling him out, though, because you said his name and everything. Exactly. <laughs> who's the mayor? Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Who's the mayor, Mr. Torres? Yeah. Jack Young. Jack Young. Yeah. Uh, and and, I, like, like and it's not, not really a call out. out because he's my brother. Yeah. When I'm it, saying, it, brother, it rhymes is, with Jack. <laughs> yeah, get the, Ain't going to say no name, but it rhymes with Jack. <laughs> but real talk, I said Jack Young yeah. because he's the mayor and you can't sit in a seat and people can't call you out. Right. And I'm not calling him out in a malicious manner. He's my brother. Right. What I'm saying, brother, is we have young men that are suffering. Real talk. Right. And right. you was that. Mm-hmm. You was a young, you might have not suffered as like these young men are, but that you were a young black man. Yep. And so you got to have some type of affinity for them. Yep. And you need to set up something and sit down with these brothers. Right. And let, and see what they need. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, if he won't call it a call out, mm-hmm. then it's a call out. Right. But really, it's a love out. Mm-hmm. Let's love these boys into, into something that's going to make them better people. Right. And stop demonizing black children. Mm-hmm. It's adults doing this to children. This is not children doing this to children. Right. So when children start fighting and they hate each other, it's because adults are yeah. doing the same thing. Yep. We, we, I'm just saying that. I'm not calling you out, bro. I'm just saying, listen. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and if it was somebody, if Taurus, you was in your in that seat, I would say the same thing. Listen, mm-hmm. bro, you the mayor. Yep. You have the ability to craft legislation now mm-hmm. or to at least sit down with the city council and say, what can we do? Right. But I just want to think one of the biggest thing is Jack need to sit down with them boys. Yeah. Like you they, need to have a, a convention and sit down with them, box up and right. sit down with them. And how you know they don't want to do that. Remember, they had a meeting over the summer with those big companies downtown. And they weren't there. They didn't include the squeegee boys That's in that I'm meeting. Saying. So how can you try to help somebody and you're not including them inside those meetings? And you've never and the people who were there have never been them. Right. So you don't have the the real knowledge yeah. of the of what you want to apply to somebody because you've never been like them. Right. So that's why the mayor who is the leader of the city, who's been them, should step in and say, this is what we need to do. But I don't know. We can talk about this forever. And it's the great debate of Baltimore City right now. But it's going to happen in many cities. It's going to happen in the country. These young people are not willing to not have access anymore. They are not going to sit down like the old folks and Mm -hmm. just waste away. Mm -hmm. They're going to come to your door and knock. And so we're going to have to find some solutions for them all over the country. Yeah. But Baltimore is, is, we're in a crisis. Yeah, certainly. We're in a crisis for jobs for black young men. We're in a, our young girls too, Mr. Yeah. Rockstone. And that's another thing, even with our young girls, we see what the squeegee boys are doing, but where are, where are our young ladies at? Hmm. You know, we have a big sex trafficking issue in Baltimore city <laughs> and that is kind of have gone, you know, untalked about we don't talk about that enough like how we do with the squeegee boys absolutely so a lot of our young women are caught up in that and because you can't see it yeah exactly Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. something that we don't see that's a struggle that we don't see and we're still failing to address that Mm. the ills in our community is big yeah (laughs) it is absolutely big and our young people being attacked and that's why they're coming out they're like listen we're not going to stay and let you attack me Mm -hmm. we're going to fight our way out of this yep and I applaud them. Yep. Listen, I applaud them. When I when I see these young men, I say, listen, y'all be safe out here. Mm-hmm. You know, because nobody don't love them. Right. You know, it's, yep. it's hard out here. Yep. And it's absolutely hard out here. So you have affinity for the, for the squeegee boys. Yes, man. I want to see, I have affinity. I want to see all my people that's struggling thrive eventually mm-hmm. someday. That, you know? that, is, that is amazing. I think that um, you running for office at your age and addressing something that you see a void in your community is um it's a it's amazing mm-hmm. because if we want change it has to start with us yes, ma'am. and so you said you looked around and you didn't want her to run yeah non-contested right right and you said well then i mean i gotta run yeah so what did your family say when you said i'm running for office um at first my mom like i said she's <laughs> she's senior so she, she's she was scared Right. She's like, you know, you can't trust people in the city. Wow. And then um, I told her, I'll be, I'll be okay. And then she know I'm not afraid to speak out and talk on things. Mm-hmm. So, um, but now she's... Yeah, she, we see that. He's like, wait, wait a minute, I'm yeah. going to let me finish my platform. Yeah, yeah. He, he don't play. He's not afraid. Yeah. So now, I mean, everybody's happy. Everybody's rooting for me. Um, That's good. So they, know, they're, they're fighting with you. And even within my community, what I have noticed is that a lot of the community is with me. It's I just... It seems like the status quo uh, community leaders or people that's getting support from that 
establishment. Mm -hmm. They're just the ones that's not really for me. But for the most part, the people I've talked to, you mm -hmm. know, they're ready for, you know, some change. That's good. That's good. And listen, you just have to galvanize your peoples. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't even, when you're trying to be great, you can't yeah. look at people who who's not in, want to be great with you. Right. So you can even galvanize your peoples, the people in the um, neighborhoods or in that district who is saying they want change. That's your people. Right. And, and you just go forward because it's very hard to gauge. I don't know how to run for run for office. Mm -hmm. That's not my my thing. But I just wonder how do you know from your momentum mm -hmm. because you not you don't have numbers. Right. We always rely on data. Right. So it's not. I guess it's, well, you just hear it through the community. Even, it's even the speaking, air to the community. Speaking on the data, mm -hmm. you know, you can we can just look at the the votes. I have I looked at it already. The data, the data speaks for itself that. The problem is we just don't have people voting. Mm -hmm. So in my district, it's 27,000 registered voters. Um, I believe the last primary, it was probably no more than 10,000 people voted. So that's 17,000 people that's just not, you not know. Not voting at all. Not exercising their right. Mm. That are registered. That are registered. Not counting people who right. aren't registered that, who could be. Right, that are registered to vote. So, so so we got to change this culture. People. Yeah. You know, and I never said voting is the only thing. It's a tool. And it's a tool that you have to have in your toolbox to use. Mm -hmm. And you utilize it. It's and it's your right. We have to be participate. If you don't like what you see, you have to vote it out. Yeah. You, you just have to. Mm -hmm. And then try something new. That is why we are having elections. Yeah. I hear so many people say, oh, that, I don't worry about that stuff. Yeah. But it affects you. Yeah. So even in my district, just going based off the numbers, the incumbent, she's not that strong. Okay. The last primary, and but at the same time, people in Baltimore, they just don't vote either. So, like I said, it's 27,000 registered voters in my district. The last primary was her highest turnout, and she got 6,300 votes. So, out of 27,000 people. Wow. So, you know. That's not strong I look numbers. at those numbers like, you know, all I have to do is motivate people to vote. And I think the things that I'm doing within the community, the way I'm trying to help people get jobs and resources, mm -hmm. how can I not motivate people to vote? We just, that's, sure. that's why I have to reach these voters. I have to, you know, talk to people and just get them to vote because that's all it takes is just the matter of getting people to vote because her numbers are not outstanding, you know, very beatable based on the numbers. You just got to get people to vote. And it's that's, the turnout. That's all it's, that's all it's about. It's the turnout. I really think in a lot of things, um, when it comes to voting, I don't know what would motivate folks. Mm -hmm. What What is it? I think well, one of the biggest things they should have no working on voting. Mm -hmm. they let exactly. People yeah. Just vote. If you say you're a vote, it's a democratic right. Mm -hmm. Then give them the day off. Yep. Make we, we all vote one day. And the day is off and it's voting is just it's just like Christmas. Mm -hmm. Why is all this other stuff, Easter, yeah. and voting not as important? Right. That's what I think. That would help immensely. Yeah. The numbers would change because now the people will see that it's important. I agree. So I think if we were not working and it was a holiday for the country, then I what do you think? More people yeah. come out? It should be like a holiday. I think it should be. Well, I mean, for for national elections, you can make it a holiday for a country. Every state has different days and stuff, though. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it couldn't be a national holiday for everything because everything happens on different dates. But mm -hmm. in terms of like the major national elections, mm -hmm. you, you could. But they're making a national like they make Martin Luther King the yeah. third Monday of every February. It could be the third Monday mm -hmm. in, in, in November nationally. Right. Well, if I mean, they like, really wanted it to happen, right? Well, I mean, do you get what I'm saying? I so that's saying. A, it's always going to be a third Monday. It might be a, the 27th, right? You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But well, states, yeah, states, and states uh, would have to align because it's federal. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I I do understand that it would be they do it for Memorial Day. You know what I'm saying? They mm -hmm. do it for, for certain right, right, days, right? Yeah. But the thing is, everybody's not on the same. Yeah, it, states have a lot of laws. States, it I is a get state, it, that's state what have control. To be federal mandated, right? To I, yeah, that, that'll never happen. But, but that's what I'm saying. It would be they do it for <laughs> holidays that have not Memorial Day, right? But there's nothing else tied to the holiday but being off. With elections, you have all you have 50 different states with 50 different laws about when their terms are up, and that's just and there's every state is sort of different in terms of what their needs are. Within the system and other so, words is no, set but, up. But yeah. what I'm saying is you, you can have the four year on the presidential election cycle. That's one thing. Uh -huh. But in cities and states, there's uh, every every state is on a different cycle because you have 
Some offices have six-year terms. Some offices have two-year terms. I get it. I hear what you're you, saying. You, I you know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. So you're I get not going to be able to have one day for everybody. But yeah. I think that they need to look at the system then. We because certainly. it would change people's perspective yeah. on voting. And I understand what you're saying, that the states all have their different, they're doing different things in each state. I get I get that it's state and then federal, but this needs to be federally mandated, yeah. I just think. Because if they did that, because you have people, they're working two and three jobs to survive here. Yep. If they are, they're off, they're off because they're getting paid. Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. And they will come out. I think it would change the way that we vote, but then I think a lot of people would not be in office. Mm hmm. Yep. Because a lot of people start waking up and yep. getting more conscious to politics. Yep. I think politics in America works well because people are asleep. Yeah, a lot of people are asleep. A lot of people <laughs> That's are asleep. That's a sad reality. A That's lot of the people reality are of it. Yeah. And I think in a mayoral race, like when I looked when um, Rawlings Blank was running, a lot of it was non-voting. Mm -hmm. You know, people not, not saying that she was bad, or, but they said the turnout was the yeah. worst turnout in history. Wow. So you're going to get the same thing if you're not turning out. Right. So yeah. you have to, you got some work to do. Yeah. So when yeah. is your um, primary? The primary is in April 28th. This, so you, it's, it's the 28th. Yeah. Okay. But what I like about this election is we have so many mayoral candidates that I think, plus. you know, the, uh, the turnout should be better than the past because we have people bringing out the young people. Mm -hmm. We have just so many mayoral candidates that, that's can, that they can connect to so many different groups of people. Mm -hmm. So I think the turnout is going to be a different turnout than what we've previously been seeing. It might still be low, but I think it'll be different. It, I think it will be better. You think so? They, they yeah. So many candidates have made it more... Mm -hmm. More, um, you see it a lot. It's like giving it a light. Yeah. The mayor, and, yeah. and we've had a lot of stuff going on in the mayor's yeah. office. Let's not be clear. Yeah. So, um, and all of these murders and yeah. it's a lot going on in the city. It's, right. there, it's in a crisis. So last question. If, what do you, when you say you're elected, right? Yeah. And no say, you're going to be elected, I right? I will be elected. So you're going to be the next city council member of district six, right? Yes, ma'am. First thing that you would implement the first thing i would implement becoming a city councilor um or work on that will affect your district um i wouldn't even I, as, as far as affecting the district mm -hmm. um bringing different initiatives to clean up but what i will work on I, what i will really work on is you know, shifting the priorities to go towards our young people, shifting mm. priorities. So that would be beyond my district, you know, throughout the whole city, Got it. you know, bringing more resources to support our young people. Because if we, like I continue to say, if we want a different Baltimore, it's going to start, you know, how we train and mold our young people today. If we want to see Baltimore different in 10 years. It's going to start with the kids that we have right now, because a lot of this generation is already lost. And, um, mm. you know, you can't really it's hard to change someone like, you know, somebody that's older already that's been through so many different things. Mm -hmm. So it has to start with our kids. If we want to change Baltimore, it starts with the children. So that will, I will focus on that, you know, implementing different things, resources, money to go towards the children. But and as far as my district goes, I will hop right on, you know, just cleaning up the district. There's so much trash so much everywhere trash. around the district. Wow. Um, I will probably, I, I want to, I'm eager to find, you know, someone, someone illegally dumping. I would love to be the first. You want to be there and see them do yeah, it. It's like, them, it's almost yeah. worth you doing it for yeah. me to catch you doing and just, it. just, <laughs> you know, have the housing department with me so that we can give them you, a big fine. You want to bust them. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so you we can. You want to bust them. I really do want to change that, you know, all this illegal we, dumping. This like illegal this. dump is making Baltimore a, a trap. Yeah, we yeah. got to stop it. And you then, know, we got to responsibly get rid of our stuff. Another thing is those, you know, vacant homes. You know, we. You want to work on that. Yeah, vacant homes because. You know, the how a community looks kind of influences crime. And if, if your community looks bad, you see vacant houses, trash everywhere. You don't really care about it. You'll sure. throw something out your pocket quickly. But if you go into a clean community, you see the grass cut. It looks nice and clean. A, a lot of greenery. Yeah. 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 Think twice about throwing trash sure. on the ground. You're right. So right. we have to change the way our communities look. The presentation of it. Yeah. So exactly. a lot of these vacant houses, they've been up for 10, 15, 20 years. The same vacant houses have been up. So, you know, um, we have to get rid of those vacant houses. And also in my community, Park Heights, they have 
uh, some developmental plans coming as far as residential houses. It's yeah. supposed to be a library, yeah, some apartment the, the buildings. The racetrack and all of that is getting some yeah. money. So, and they found we, money for that. Yeah, we need a leader <laughs> in place that will make sure that not only will we have you know, people from the community working old, working to build those houses. Mm-hmm. But when those houses are built, we have we need a leader in place that will ensure that people from the community have access to be able to get those houses. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, excellent. so that's those are great um, things to do immediately when you right. get elected, right? And even in those the, those development plans, there within the next one to two years. Yeah, they're so right now. We and just based on the history and how we see how things have been going in our city. When new buildings go up, not only are the people from the community not working on those projects, when those new houses and new buildings go up, they don't the, live in them. They don't live, live in them either. Mm-mm. So we need a leader in place that will be there to make sure that, no, this is not going to happen in this community. And I am that leader that will stand up for my community and make sure that we're working on this job site and that the people, you know, that's getting these new houses come directly from this community. Excellent. That's Taurus Boxdale. How do you get in touch with you? You can find me, Taurus Boxdale, on any social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just type my name in Taurus like the bull, Boxdale. And, um, like the dog. <laughs> yeah, Taurus. <laughs> oh, my bad. Like the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, my, my, um, my website is BoxdaleDistrict6.com. Okay. So um, you can email me, TaurusBarksdale at Yahoo.com or BarksdaleDistrict6.com at Gmail. I'm sorry, BarksdaleDistrict6 at Gmail.com. That's my new email. But <laughs> okay, yeah, get, you, get on that, get on that yeah. Gmail. <laughs> yeah, because I got that like old Yahoo. Mary, like, Mar- like Mary over here with that Yahoo. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you can just Google my name. Google uh, your name, Taurus Boxdale, yeah. and get in touch with you, help you with some of these initiatives. Help, you can help see the news articles. The I have so many news, probably about 12 news articles just from last year for me doing positive work in the community so you can easily google my name and read what i'm doing okay and on instagram you also have the jobs um at baltimore jobs so if you find my platform i have the link directly there find me on instagram taurus barksdale but also if you want to find the job platform it's baltimore jobs with an s so On yes. Instagram. On Instagram, yes, ma'am. Excellent, excellent. So we have the part of the show where you about to get out here. Okay. So um, we always do um, if our, our partners have a talent. So you know mm-hmm. we get you know intellectuals and then they come and they start rapping, mm-hmm. or we get intellectuals and they start singing, or they right. might do a poem, they might do something. You got a talent for us? You got something to put on the mic? Um, Holler at us, Taurus. I, I don't think I have <laughs> talent on the mic. Um, I, I'm more I'm more of a hands on type okay. of person, That's you fine. know. I like I have a business, you know. We're I, always I, looking for that diamond in the yeah, rough. We always I, find I think them I'm sometimes. more hands on. I'm not I've never been the type of mic person. I really not even am a, a big speaker. Okay. You know, I'm more of a doer, you know. Got it. Got I'm it. more of a listener. But, but you know, speaking, you're moving into the speaker move. Yeah, yeah. You I can, start this city council. I, I can get it done though. I, yeah, I can, you gotta I can, get it done, bro. I can I can speak, you know, when needed. Mm-hmm. But um as far as like on the mic, as far as you know, art as an art. You know Luther. <laughs> <laughs> you know Luther. Yeah, as an art. When the voices Yeah, as an art, I don't really have a Artfulness. A verbal art. That's, yeah. fine. That's fine. Everybody do. Yeah. So I always ask. Gotta yeah. ask, you know, because sometimes we get some we get some jewels in here, yeah. bro. You know, they drop something like, wow, mm-hmm. that came out of you. So, you know, yeah. we have to ask. Yeah. We had Ricky Vaughn. He sang. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Ricky sang. I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't yeah, know that. You know you not listen to the shows, bro. I, I, I got to tune out. I got yeah, to tune out. I need you to tune out. I'll tune out. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky gave us a few. Yeah, Ricky, that's my guy. I know that's your guy. That's yeah. your guy. That's our guy, too. Yeah. I like Ricky. So, um, and anyway, you are you know running are you endorsing any mayor anybody for mayor um right now um i like i like ricky but um i like ricky a lot um is i have relationships with other mayoral candidates okay but um i like the fire in ricky he I, has a I, lot of fire i like i like the experience i like the business owner aspect of ricky mm-hmm. um you know so I, I i don't yeah, I like I, I like Ricky right now. Okay, so you're not endorsing, but he's he's yeah. top. He's he's one, one two, three. Yeah, I wouldn't say I, I'm endorsing anyone, but yeah, my top three is definitely Ricky. 
Got it. So, got it. Yeah, right. He has a lot of passion. Yeah. Just went to that uh, Young and Engaged and Ricky brought it. Yeah. He has a lot of passion. Yeah. But, you know, we, we're neutral here. We're just talking in jest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're yeah. not endorsing. Not in jest, but. <laughs> yeah, we're not endorsing anybody. Yeah. Yeah, we're just talking. Yeah. All right, so. Everyone, before they get out of here, they they leave a last will and testament. We want you to leave a jewel with the community, you know, something that will inspire someone or something you want us to come from that comes from Taurus to the community. For anybody listening, I believe if you're struggling, if you're down bad, it's always better days are always upon us. We all go through the darkness. You just have to believe. Mm-hmm. If you believe, you'll exceed. Succeed. You just have to believe. That's 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 number one. But if you in anything in life, if you want to be successful, it has to come from within you. You know, can't nobody force you to do anything. Can't nobody, you know, tell you to do anything. It has to be within you. That's first and foremost. So whether it's drug addiction, um, you know, having a doing being a criminal, mm-hmm. if you want to change your life, it has to come within you. Because if you're telling someone you want to change their life and you're just not ready, you're wasting that person's time. So when anything in life, if you if you want to change, it has to come within you. So that's that's the last thing I have to say. Just it has to come with the, from within you. I love it. The power's inside. Yeah. Love it. Excellent. Yeah. So we appreciate you, Torres. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. We really Thank do. Thank you. We, it was a, we had some stumbles, but we made it happen. We sure did. <laughs> we did. And you got to keep You got to keep doing this. You yes, ma'am. Keep digging. Yes, ma'am. You know, keep digging. And when you get that, uh, when you become city council, when you get on city council, we need you to come back. Yes, ma'am. Certainly. See, I'm yeah. not there. Yeah. I'm, I'm real. I, I would love to. Yeah, you got to come back. We got to stay linked. And if you need the box to come out, you mm-hmm. know, do some stuff with your media stuff. Us. Yes, ma'am. I will. Please don't don't do you like you did us. We friends no, now, yeah, right? Yes, ma'am. We, yeah, we, we great. Yes, now. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we all this. Yes, yes ma'am. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I got manners. <laughs> I try to keep manners. I, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. But yeah, we family now. So, G, you got anything for Taurus? Uh, for Taurus, no. I appreciate you coming in. Thank um, you for everyone listening. Uh, let me acknowledge the folks who are listening live: uh, Lumo the Great, Trey ninety eight, Samantha De Laurentiis, uh, Lily Souza. Nobody Just Me, Fisty Talks, Mika Kane, Devin Johnson, Sammy, Ten of Spades, Gloria Santiago, Taryn, Tyler. Thanks all of you for stopping and listening live. We really appreciate that. Are they Baltimoreans? Uh, I don't know. They didn't say where they're from. I know we had Baltimore folks in the last time we went on live. That's what's up. Um, also, if you're listening on the podcast, um, please like and subscribe on your favorite platform wherever you're listening now you can subscribe on spotify apple podcast um anchor you can call in from anchor if you have something to add there it's black box radio that's b-l-a-k-b-o-x-x-r-a-d-i-o so you can vi- visit black box radio uh, blackboxradio.com for all past episodes and also find us on instagram and facebook at black box radio uh, if you are interested in sponsoring the podcast or collaborating with us, hit us up at blackboxradio at gmail.com. That's it. That's it. That's all. You hit it all, Jay? I think I hit it all. Black Box Radio. We had a great day today. Yeah. Yeah. So I really love the information today, Taurus. Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Family, Black Box Radio, we out. <laughs>